Hey, this is Ryan with the Unqualified Commission. This is Corey. And um, today, before we get into our topic, we're going to open up in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us gather here, Father. And uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity to do this, Father. And I pray that you give us the words to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So before we start the show um, officially, I want to kind of get into some housekeeping things here. Um, so Ryan and I are proud to announce that we have expanded the show quite substantially. We have expanded to pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast or music. We're probably there. And if you find a place that we're not there, send us a link and we'll try to get on there. Um, kind of some other things get out of the way here. I am happy to announce that uh, we have made transcription services available mm-hmm. for all of our episodes. Um, I, I built a program that helps us do that, so we are proud to offer that to you. We uh, want to make this accessible to as many people as possible. So if you know someone who is hearing impaired like myself, uh, please shoot us their information and we will happily share our transcripts with them. We, we want to make sure that anyone has the opportunity to not only hear us, but read it if they don't have the opportunity to hear it. If it's not already available on the platform. Another uh, kind of thing we've done this weekend, or this week, is we have made ourselves affiliates. Um, we have some affiliate links that we will be able to find. So anything that we mention, for example, our uh, books of study, any resources that we reference during the show, we will be able to link those references down in the description. Uh, if you want to view those or if you want to purchase a copy for yourself, those will be available. It doesn't cost you any extra. It doesn't uh, change anything about your experience. We just earn a small commission off of that link. So if you would be so kind to help us, that's uh, how we keep the lights on on the place. Yep. Uh, the Unfortunately, the electric company doesn't take Holy Spirit as payment. They, they take them dollar-dollar bills, y'all. So... <laughs> so. <laughs> So we, uh, we are proud to announce all those announcements, um, but to move on with the show. What's our topic for today, Corey? Our topic is how to grow as a Christian. And I, I know that sounds <clears throat> kind of cheesy. That sounds kind of like... But people need to know this stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like that, I feel that in my spirit, that if people wanted to grow as much as they say they wanted to grow, mm-hmm. we, we would be in a different... And we'd be in a different... I atmosphere. feel like... We like discipleship. I definitely feel that. That's a big thing, you know, especially with the women's encounters and men's encounters. You know, we throw them out there, and some of them aren't aren't getting discipled properly. I mean, so this week, um, again, the topic is how to grow as a Christian. So, Ryan, kind of walk us through how you, you think that you should grow as a Christian. One big thing for me is and it's something I need to work on myself, is setting aside a certain time in your day and just having time with God, praying, reading your Bible, you know, doing whatever, getting close to Him. Um, So I um, definitely set aside time to pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my prayer life is a lot different than I feel like most. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I need to work on myself. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like, like we mentioned last week, there's nothing too small or too big for God. Yeah. Right, so uh, I don't get into the whole ritual of getting into a prayer closet and getting on my knees and writing a prayer journal, and I, I 
honestly, I just have a communication or a, a talk to God like I'm talking to you or talking mm-hmm. to anyone else. That's I, how it is. You know? I, I don't close my eyes during prayer. I, I, I know there's there's mixed emotions about that, but I I simply just talk as I'm talking to you, as I'm talking to these audience members right now. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a personal relationship. Um, and, I, and I understand, I'm not saying it's not important to get into your prayer closet and get along with God and get... Get in the right head space. I think you used that word last week, the head space. And I, I feel I, like, I mean, I certainly do it the way you do it too. I do it both. I mean, I feel like it's more intimate when you're just sitting in there, you know, alone with God, just having that one-on-one focus time with Him with no, with no distractions around, you know. And uh, the DOT and the Highway Patrol may hate me for this, but I do a lot of praying to God in the car when mm-hmm. I'm driving by myself. And, and I guess maybe my vehicle is a modified prayer closet because I'm alone with God. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I really like to just speak to God as I'm speaking to someone else. I, I grew up very traditional where you closed your eyes when you prayed and you, yeah. um, you had to do it a certain way and you had to fold your hands. And, mm-hmm. And I will say I don't do that now. And, and, and again, maybe maybe that's wrong of me, but I, I feel closer to God when I just speak. And I speak to Him like a normal person. I Yes, I use respectful terms. I, I call Him my Heavenly Father, and I, and I say, Lord Jesus. Um, but I speak to Him like I speak to any other person. Yeah, I'm... I use everyday English. We all know Corey sometimes. <laughs> Can forget language <laughs> and that happens in my prayer life too yeah so i i, I don't know and, and again this is where we want to hear from you guys you you email me email us tell us how you pray tell us how how you mm-hmm. should um or how you grew as a christian and you know it doesn't have to be a souped up prayer you know you know um you don't have to be like, oh, Heavenly Father, who art in heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you don't I, have to be holier than thou. You know? uh, and there, there is a time and a place. We talked about that last time. Yeah. There's a time and a place to be respectful of the Father. Oh, well, yeah, of course. There's, I'm not saying don't be... But I'm also saying there's there's a time and a place just to talk to the, the Father as a father figure. Yeah, you know, there's a, and I... You know, honestly, sometimes I refer to him as dude or bro. <laughs> I'm, I have not, but I, you know, I, I, I'm I mean, saying that I wouldn't. I, I am simply You talk to him like he's a close friend. That's how mm-hmm. I talk to my friends. You know what I'm saying? And traditionally, dude or bro is not in my vocabulary. So I, <laughs> but I, if it was, I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. would understand that concept. So uh, give us another way that you think we can grow as Christians. Um, like I said... Prayer, of course, that's a big thing. Daily prayer, you know, or just walk with him throughout your day. Um, read and study your Bible, spend time with him. That's how you get to know God and how he works. You get to see how he's moved in the past and how he's currently moving in your life now. So uh, I really want to hit on that. So my point of view is, so your relationship with the Father is like food, it's spiritual food. Daily bread. Daily bread, yeah. yes. And... Um, the thing is, it, it baffles me, and, and I'm guilty of this myself, but it baffles me of how many people only come to church on Wednesday and Sunday. And that's the only days they get fed. That's the only days they get fed. How can you not be starving 
Monday through Wednesday and Wednesday through Sunday if all you're eating is two meals that, that whole week. How do you see God move in your life when you're only getting fed those days and you're not constantly walking with Him? You know what I'm saying? So the term I, I, I use is being a dandelion Christian mm-hmm. or being a fruit tree Christian. So a dandelion Christian, if you've ever seen a dandelion, dandelions can grow anywhere, anytime. They don't care. Dandelion is going to do a dandelion thing. You see concrete cracked, they're going to be like, mm, concrete, <laughs> my favorite. But if you see a fruit tree, a fruit tree takes work. Yeah. You have to prune a fruit tree. You have to, the right soil ratio has to be to it grow takes fruit time. tree. It takes time. Yeah. It takes effort to white water. It takes honeybees to honeybee to pollinate the, the fruit to make it grow. There's a lot of steps in a fruit tree. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, what I want to say is there's necessarily not nothing wrong. There's, there's not a problem with being a dandelion. But you can't expect a fruit tree relationship if you're putting in dandelion work. Mm-hmm. And what I kind of want to reference is um, I understand that some people grow up in very hard and harsh conditions. For example, uh, you know, my, my testimony. I, I grew up where I'm, my biological mother left me to my father. My, my father raised me, and my mother was involved in drugs and alcohol and, and all those things. That was a hard environment for me. That was a harsh environment for me. So there's a time and a place to be a dandelion, to grow anywhere, to adapt to any situation. But I fear, and I uh, maybe fear is the wrong word, but I, I believe there's a certain group of Christians out there that they they want to be a fruit tree. They're, the heart desires to be a fruit tree, but they come to church on Wednesday and Sunday. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can't flourish... There's a difference in growth and flourishing. You can grow as a dandelion. It's very slow and very methodical and very progr- you know not very progressed. It's very it's very and you may gradual. Not, you may not reach your full potential. You know, putting in dandelion work. But also, I'm not saying that there's a that a dandelion can't be blessed. A dandelion can live a long and prosperous life. But I, I want to be a fruit tree. I, mm-hmm. I want my fruit to bear, and I also want my fruit to spread seeds and spread my ministry. Mm-hmm. That's my desire in my heart. And I know that I can't become a fruit tree Christian doing dandelion work. I know that I, I have to be spiritually fed. You eat three times a day at a minimum. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, I eat three times a day, and then I got three snacks, and then I got two desserts. You know, that, I mean, that's that southern eating. And you then know? you got the snack in between the snacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's that's how we should view our Christian life. You know, mm-hmm. you should every chance, every opportunity that we get to get with the Lord. Why are we not taking it? It's free food. It, it's free. You know, <laughs> and I and I understand the Scripture speaks about gluttonous and eating too much and. And I'm not saying do that, but I'm I'm simply saying if your spirit man wants to be fed, feed, feed the man. I mean that that's that's a simple yeah. that's a simple analogy. You know when when you're hungry you eat. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I believe, and I'm not saying this is for everyone, but I just believe that 
there's a lot of people's desires out there to be fruit trees, but they don't know how to get the nutrients they need. They don't understand either they don't understand the word or the that they're busy and, and trust me, I could and, write an entire novel on being busy. Yeah. But you have to find time, like you said, you have to find time you have to set that time apart every day to have a relationship with the Lord. And even if that's just reading one chapter or one pray, verse. One yeah. verse yeah if I promise you I promise you, if you read one sentence of the Bible every day at the end of a year, you will not come out less than mm-hmm. you went in. I, I, if you put any work into the Scripture, if you pray any prayer, if you fast, if you do any amount of work over a time of year, you're going to come out as a better person than you were not doing that. Yeah, and going back to the fruit tree analogy, you got to understand, though, it takes time to become a fruit tree you can't expect overnight change and i was talking to somebody about this today actually and i was like hey you can't get discouraged if you don't see um growth instantaneously it takes time that goes back to my testimony with the men's encounters you know my first time going through i was discouraged because i didn't see a an instant change you know it wasn't like that it's a process i'm still in the process of growing and we all are Right, we and uh, you know I, I've heard an old saying, you know, um, I'm never too old to learn something. I don't think you're never too old to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're. Uh, I think we grow until the day we die. You know, and, until, and, and if, if you're an older person, you just recently converted. Don't think you've wasted, you know, your life. You still got things ahead of you. But there's things that you can do to enhance your growth. There's fertilizer. There's there's right soil conditions, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing in our spiritual life. Instead of reading one scripture a day, instead of reading one chapter a day, you start reading a book a day. That that's and going to enhance your growth. You're going to you surround yourself with godly people. And you surround going, yeah. yourself with godly people. You start doing ministry every day. You start mm-hmm. living the life every day. You're going to take off. You're going to be on those super nutrients. You're going to be <laughs> you're going to be outpassing, surpassing growth of people who's been a Christian for 15 years. <laughs> But are only reading that one verse a day, you know, only praying that one prayer a day. You yeah. start taking that in huge chunks, you're gonna you're gonna grow exponentially. From you know? the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and what you fill up in your heart, that's what you're gonna speak out. And we just talked about this on the second episode. What you put in is what you're gonna get out, you know. Uh-huh. And that's this is people forget. It's so funny. People think that this is a two thousand year old book and that it doesn't apply to today's day, but this is an investment. This is the more that you invest in this, the more gains that you can get out of it. The more financial gains you can get, the more spiritual gains you can get out of it. Look mm-hmm. at the Bible like your 401k. Okay. Yeah, it's your retirement. Your retirement fund. This is the retirement fund. This is what you're going to spend the rest of your life. Uh huh. You know, so many people get uh, bent out of shape about what kind of money they're going to make and what car they're going to drive in 50 years. They're not thinking long term. 50 years is a short time compared to it's eternity. Eternity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what baffles me is so many people think about their 401k, but they, they can't take the time to think about the investing in their selves. In the scripture, in the scriptures, in the in the spiritual realm. And going back to my point where I said uh, the Bible is how you get to know God and how He works. Second um, Timothy three sixteen through seventeen says, "All Scripture is God breathed and is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness." Verse seventeen. 
so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, all scripture is God breathed. It's all inspired by God. That's how you get to know him. It was inspired by him. Used for every good work. Right, right. But I also believe, uh, yes, you should read your scripture. Yeah. But I also believe that you should hang out with people who edify you. Yes. Who bring yes. you up. Who who do not mock you. Because I can tell you right now, I, I was bullied in high school. Um, and that's that's a very dark scar that I have on my heart is bullying. I, I cannot mm-hmm. deal with bullying. I cannot stand for bullying. And my my daughter tried bullying one day at school and this this principal called me and I showed up at that school and I showed out. My 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 daughter did not like me showing out too much. But I have a very soft place in my heart for the bullied and I cannot stand for the bullied. But you know you know how hard it is to stand up against someone when you're alone. Um, yet when you have a bunch of friends or a bunch of people who stand up beside you mm-hmm. and they're on the same page as you and they say, if you're messing with him, you're messing with us, it's a lot easier to stand up against a bully in that way. The scripture's the same way. If you hang out with people who condemn the scripture every single day, it's going to be very easy for you to condemn the scripture. But if you hang out with people who know the word like they know what color shirt they're wearing. Yeah. It's going to be very easy for them to speak the word. Then it's going to be very easy for you to learn the word. And I believe uh, that famous saying, you're guilty by association, whether that's good or bad. You hang out with poor people, you're going to be a poor person. You hang out with person, the people who speak the truth, you're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. And right here, um, 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You can be the best person. You can be the nicest person in the world. You can be the most generous person in the world, but you hang out with a bunch of jerks. You're going to become a jerk. You're gonna, and, or people are going to think you're a jerk. It doesn't matter. What yeah, you, yeah. Your, your light, your beacon is going to be dimmed by other people's. So that's where you have to be very careful who you associate yourself with because mm-hmm. people's actions speak louder than their words. So you can, Ryan and I can go all day every day and say, we are in the ministry, we do this talk show, we do this podcast, we bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. But if Ryan and I have a shirt on that has explicit content on it, has the middle finger on it, what do you think people are going to believe? Do you think they're going to believe that we're getting these souls to Christ, or do you think that we're going, they're going to think we're up to no good? Mm-hmm. Somebody they don't need to hang around with. I mean, that's just so that's appearance. That'll be another session for another day. But you you need to be careful not only how you look, how you see how, but you need to look how be careful how others see you. You know, and I'm not saying you should wear a suit and tie and a rabbi suit every day i'm not saying that i'm simply saying you should be mindful of what message you're sending you need to be a reflection of christ i mean with your actions your everyday walk right right so Mm -hmm. maybe think twice before wearing that shirt that you went to that band concert of people who were doing secular things be mindful of that image that you're putting out you know that Mm -hmm. um and Second Corinthians six fourteen. It says, "Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, 
For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? You, we talked about this last week, but you can't be halfway in. Yeah. You cannot be, you're either 100% you be, you of the Lord. You can't be sitting on the fence. Yeah, or you're 0% yeah, of the, the Lord. The devil owns the fence. Yes. <laughs> that's, you can't, yes, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way to put that. But uh-huh. uh, you can't, and you can't also mix company. Um, you can't be two different people. I, I've witnessed this mm-hmm. myself. You can't in front of this group be this person and in front of this group you're going to be this person. Those personalities are going to mix and you're going to forget what group and, and you're the gonna, truth yeah. is going to expose you. I, I've witnessed that where on Monday through Friday they're the most secular, most raising cane, cursing, GD that, GD this. Sunday, and- Sunday morning they're the <laughs> ones writing the biggest check into the offering plate and you know blessing the church. Yeah. And again, God will turn anything negative into something positive. Yeah. God can use anything secular and turn it into worship. He can turn it into something he can use. And now we're not saying never be around non Christians. I mean you do have to be a light to them. Just don't be influenced by them. And don't change according to them yeah yeah be the be the light in the darkness yeah you know, and show them the way show them the way yeah and uh i you know i it's so funny that he he says that but you i know you know this but you know there's people out there who they set the tone of the room um i know you've seen this mm-hmm. but you you notice certain things about people who set the tone in the room whether they don't say cuss words whether they dress a certain way whether they act a certain way, whether they respond with kindness, mm-hmm. that stands out, especially in today's world. Because you never see it. You never see it, right? Yeah. So it's very easy. That's what, Again, that's where being careful what your image shows, your actions show, your, your tongue shows, what you don't say shows, you know, how you respond to something. Even if you don't see it, people are watching you all the time. People are watching all the time. And yeah. that could be younger kids. You know, you're setting examples for them. And you know what the reality check for me was? Was my children. That was the reality check I needed because Mm -hmm. you want to know what puts you in your place quicker than anything? When your kids repeat something that you thought was said (laughs) in secret and they repeat it. You know, Tony says this all the time. Give me five minutes with your kids. Five minutes with your kids and I'll tell you exactly what's going on in your house. You know, they... they Tony's our pastor, by the way, for anyone that doesn't. Yes, know. we yeah. we reference Tony. Tony is our church pastor, so yeah. it, we context. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad we got to that. But people take notice, and people, especially younger children, yeah, they're a sponge. They're sitting there absorbing every single thing, action. And uh, one day, I, I believe you'll experience this. But my my son, my son wants to do exactly what I do, even if it's dead wrong. He he wants to do exactly what I do. And just seeing the wheels turning and just him processing and, you know. And, and when I look back at my life, I wanted to be just like my dad. I, you know, when I used to hang out with my dad and we'd go to the woods, if he walked a certain way, I walked and I followed in his footsteps to the T because I wanted to be just like my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, but we can take that into the spiritual aspect. We should be, we want to have that desire to be just like our heavenly father. Yeah, and that's how we grow as a Christian. That's this how we is, grow as a Christian, yeah. right? That's that that desire, fulfilling that desire is how. That's the mm-hmm. steps. That's the first step that you have to have, in order to even recognize that you need to grow as a Christian. Now, how do you get that desire, Corey? 
Well, I think it's simply, uh, I, I told you this last time, we or second episode, I believe God answers prayers. I mean, honestly, I believe you can simply ask God to align desires of your heart mm-hmm. to His will. And I honestly think you praying that prayer in meaning simply is, is good enough for me. You know, is and I, I think pursuing, I think uh, complacency, I think that's the biggest Christian killer is complacency. Mm-hmm. People just think, well, I'm I'm saved, I'm good enough, I got on the team, and we've heard this analogy, but it's it's like you work so hard, so hard, and so hard to get onto the team, and then once you're on the team, you, you sit on you sit on the bench the whole time. Oh, you're really not. What was the point of getting on the team if you're literally just going to sit on the bench your whole career? Mm-hmm. Uh, we work so hard, and some of us, and some of us just fall into Christianity. And I hate to say fall into, but some of us just follow our parents to the or church, brought up in it, and brought up into it. But I want to remind you, and you, your parents' faith is not your faith. Is not your faith. Yeah. Your friends' faith is not your faith. Your uh, this faith is a personal relationship with Christ. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. There's no one or no thing that can get you into heaven except a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, you can't do good things for people. You can't charity way your heaven. There, there is no other way except receiving the free gift from God, Jesus, that you can get and into heaven. That goes to my point. Um, this goes back to growing as a Christian. Of course, we have to realize God's grace. And like you said, we can't buy our way into heaven. It's not because of our good works. Um, we can't be too hard on us hard on ourselves when we mess up, you know, because when people mess up, they think, oh man, you know, I thought I was a Christian. <laughs> I'm not a Christian anymore. I've done this wrong. I've done that wrong. Slip-ups occur, but you can't live in your mistakes. You can't expect perfection, but you can strive for it. Pray, repent, confess, and move forward and realize God's grace in that situation. And that goes back to His love for us and um, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for our mistakes. But I do want to take that and say there's there's a caveat to that. God's grace is enough. Yeah, yeah. Period. But you can't just say you can't God's take grace is enough. Yes, yeah. I'm just going to go act like an absolute hoodlum, and God will save me. God will God will forgive me. That's that's not how this works either. There there is a very distinct line. Between the, those two, His grace makes us not want to mess up, <laughs> but we should not abuse yeah. His grace. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I want to kind of go back to um, asking the, the question: How do we get those desires? Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to who you hang out with, too. Yes, thank you. But I also think, like I said, I believe a simple prayer will will give you those desires. But I think if you see growth in another person and you see them achieve their goals Mm -hmm. and you see them become fruit and you see them, you see their fruit barren and you see their seed spreading and you see their ministry growing, I think you can look upon that. And I'm not saying be jealous or envy of them, but I'm saying you could see that. And say, they have something I don't. And I want that. I want to do what they did so that I can have that same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, and again, I'm not saying be envy or jealous or to look upon somebody and 
wish them harm. Uh, that's another topic for another day too, but uh, we should be praying for each other. You should be edifying others because if God blesses them, they can in turn bless you. Uh, you know, you should be raising, you know, I, I like to raise Ryan up in prayer because if Ryan ever makes the the million dollar lotto, I don't even know if he plays, but if he ever wins, you know, <laughs> I'd hope that he would share, <laughs> but, but I pray, you know, I, I pray for Ryan. I pray that he's successful because when I know if he's successful, I will in turn be successful myself. When there's growth, growth is not singular. Growth happens. We grow together. We grow yeah, together, yeah. right? And, and the more people who grow in the community, the bigger the community gets, the more resources that a community has, the more quickly they can adapt and grow and get nutrients you know if you and there's uh there's if you look at a forest right there's great big trees there's small trees there's rotten trees dead trees on the ground there's trees that are covering other trees but it takes that entire forest to work together Mm -hmm. to make sure that every tree grows because the decomposing trees they give their nutrients to the up and coming trees and the up and coming trees provide shade for the new tenderling growths that are too tender for full sunlight it takes that whole community to work together as to, one to grow yeah. as a forest yeah you can't just grow a forest with one tree it takes a whole lot of trees and a whole lot of an ecosystem to make that forest grow yeah and that's the same way with with christianity Christianity. You can grow as a singular tree. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a lot tougher. But yeah. you you can't be a forest as a singular tree. You have to provide those resources and other adaptations to other trees and other people to to grow as a forest. And that goes to my point. Um, we need to be open to correction and mentorship of others to grow. Without that correction, you know, and being vulnerable with other people. We talked about this tonight in Bible study. Uh, vulnerability brings healing and growth. Without that vulnerability, how do you expect to change things in your life and grow as a person in Christ? And we said this the second episode, but constructive... Con- uh, criticism. Criticism. Yeah. Yes, I keep getting that word wrong. But uh, if someone has went down the path and they already know the obstacles that you're going to face... Mm-hmm. It seems wise to me to listen to them to be able to tell you how to overcome those obstacles yeah. uh, in a more efficient way. Mentorship is really, really important. That yeah. So I have a kind of a story. So when I was in the military, um, we have these vehicles, and uh, they're called different things, but I knew them as like AMRACs or MRACs. Um, and essentially what they are is they're a vehicle that goes in front of the battalion or they go in front of the patrol and they look for mines, they look for IEDs, they look for explosives, they look for gunfire, they look for uh, engagement, they look for dangerous things. Now this vehicle is very armored. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more armored than your standard convoy car or your medical vehicle. And when they see an escalation happening they radio back and they say there's a bomb ahead or there's there's explosives ahead or something so we 
as Christians, we should be those AMRACs. We should be, when we see something, we should say, there's a bomb, there's an obstacle. There's something here that you need to avoid so that we can protect those who don't have as much armor as we do, as much experience in life, mm-hmm. as much knowledge of the word. Because there's up-and-coming Christians, even at what it don't matter what age they are, if you're 50 years old and you just became a Christian, you don't have the armor of someone who goes into the Word every single day and they're yeah. seeking the truth and they know and they're anointed. Um, so that's where constructive criticism—I cannot say that word. Constructive criticism. Yeah. So we're just gonna let Ryan say that word. <laughs> but uh, that, that, without that first step of being open, none of this can take place. You have to be. Um, what was I saying? You have to be able to take that first step. If not, then, you know. And I loved uh, I loved when I got into the ministry with Ryan. Ryan and I got the same message from Tony, our pastor. What did he tell us? The, the first step to ministry is to not take personal attacks. Personal? Personal. Yeah. So, but we both got that advice. And uh, I think that's all true. As a young Christian, you can't take... They're not attacking you. This is not a... Yeah, we're not judging you. We're by not point. judging yeah. you. We are simply just trying to offer a hand and say, hey, hey, you probably shouldn't take this route. You probably shouldn't take this route. There's a lot of bombs on that <laughs> route. Trust me. We, we We've been there. Yeah. yeah. So we are coming from a place of love. This is, mm-hmm. this is not a place of contention. This is not a place of we're better than you. This is a place of please seek another path because this path was pretty difficult to go down. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I think Ryan and I are really coming from in this podcast. Is we're, This is a place of love. We're coming from a place that we want to see you guys grow. We want to see you guys be successful. We want to see we want to see other ministries. We're, we're not afraid of other ministries. Uh, we get, I, I've gotten asked this question. Well, what, about, what about this group? What about this group? Are you guys in competition? Or, we're all here for the same goal. Spreading the word. Spreading I mean, the yeah. word. Yeah, there's. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're not trying to compete against other ministries or other other avenues to Christ. We're we're not. We're just giving you a avenue. We're not saying yeah. we're the best avenue. We're not saying we are the only avenue. We're simply saying we are a singular object that is trying to be an avenue. But uh, that's uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys. We definitely want to hear um, your prayer journals. We want to hear um, how you pray. We want to hear, are, are you like Ryan and I, that you call him bro and dude? <laughs> or or are, are we wrong? Are we being unprofessional and unformal in ways that we shouldn't be. How have you grown as a Christian? What was your process? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we and we know that this is not cookie-cutter answers. Not every single growth stage or every single growth, mm-hmm. a nutrient is required for growth. Um, certain people took certain paths and certain people took other paths. But we want to hear how, how you got to where you are today mm-hmm. and what your plans are for growth. Personally, in my life, my big thing was finding someone to sit under and learn from, you know, that's been through things that I was going through at the time, and that's what drew me near to God, because he pointed me 
to God, you know, in the situations. Right, right, and I and and I'm always looking for some somebody who's a lot smarter than I am. Yeah, uh, and and you know, it was it was hard being open and vulnerable about what I was going through, but it was definitely worth it, and I wouldn't be where I am today. So I do want to mention Ryan and I keep mentioning the encounter. Yes, and uh, this is kind of one of the this is so for those who don't know, the encounter is a ministry. It is a men's and women's enca- uh, encounter. This is what it's called. It's not tied to any individual church. It's not tied to any individual church. In fact, it is not church. No, it's it, not. Um, but this is a ministry that uh, helps reach people and bring them to Christ. And, and the encounter, both Ryan and myself, has been through the encounter. And several. <laughs> several encounters, yes. <laughs> several and times. We, and we, we encourage you. We I want you to check this out. Uh, please go... You can Google this to uh, Northwest Florida Encounters, and they have all the website on there. They have the Alabama one, the North Mississippi one, mm-hmm. they have the Florida one. But I would encourage you to look into that, to research it. Because At least attend one. Attend one, attend one, because yes. Ron and I will tell you that was the best thing that ever happened to us. That's what, you know, made me want to get close to God. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm giving a little shout out here to an Encounter, and, I, and and of course this is... They didn't pay me to say this. I, I'm, this is not a sponsored role. They gave us five hundred dollars to say this. They, yeah, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I really want to start helping that ministry. And yeah. that ministry and us are not in competition. We are on the same team. In fact, if you were to know all any of us, we are great dear friends yes. with that. All those leaders of that ministry, and they're great friends with us. But I definitely want you to look that up for us. I want to give up some updates as well. Um, we know this week the show was a little late. Uh, we do want to say Ryan and I are still ironing out some things in our schedule. We still want to commit to a weekly show. We just don't know exactly the day that it will be posted. So please forgive us for not being exactly posted. The book. We have to mention the book too. Uh, yes. Um, I did not even mention this book tonight. I've kind of went off topic, but uh, we list. We want to list all of our resources for uh, your viewership. So, whether that's free resources or paid resources, we want those resources to be available to you. Um, so, one of the book, the book that uh, Ryan is talking about, is called "Where to Find It in the Bible: The Ultimate A to Z Resource." And this is by Ken Anderson, and I will put this in the description for any of those who are uh, interested. But this is a resource that Ryan and I use um, to kind of bring up some of these topics. Mm -hmm. This is some of where we gather some of our study material uh, to help us with our notes and with our um, development of our show. So if you want to follow along kind of where we get our resources, uh, we want to make those available to you. Um, That is all we have this week again please email us at the unqualified commission at gmail.com with any compliments complaints topics topics guest appearances uh, you've heard in the in the past shows what we're looking for uh, but that this has been Corey and Ryan and this is the unqualified commission podcast